It's time for Dodger baseball. 3 2. Here it is. The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Welcome to Ducks on the Pond. Presented by Com Radio. Hosted by Logan Barandis with Gay Banjiri. Zach Lambert. And now the 1 1 pitch. Here it is. And it's swung on. Line to left base hit. And the A's have won it. Cespedo scores from third. A line drive base hit to left by Stephen Bolt. And the A's have even the series. And Ben Surface. So sit back, bang some trash cans, and enjoy. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Ducks on the Pond podcast. As always, I'm your host, Logan Brandis, and as always, I am joined by Zach Lambert, Ben Surface, and Gabe Angieri. So we got another interesting week of baseball talk here to bring to you guys. Uh, first off, the punishment on the Boston Red Sox finally came from the cheating scandal. There was a little bit of a delay between the Astros receiving their punishment and the Red Sox. But mostly this punishment was, was resolved around one man, and that was Alex Cora, who used to manage the Red Sox and was the manager of their 2018 World Series championship. He was suspended uh, during the uh, punishment. Their video guy was suspended, and they lost the second-round draft pick as well. But that was kind of the main details of the punishment. A lot of people are saying that the Red Sox did get off a little too easy with the punishment. So, Zach, I'll start with you. What were your overall thoughts on the Red Sox punishment from the MLB? Um, obviously, it was a lot uh, less less drastic than the Astros, and it's because you know they didn't do as much as the Astros. It, it says... In the commissioner's report, I find that unlike the Houston Astros' 2017 conduct, in which players communicated to the batter from the dugout area in real time the precise type of pitch to be thrown, uh, that the Red Sox basically didn't do that. It was just one guy, um, I guess their video replay guy, J.T. Watkins, was like the main perpetrator, and they didn't do to the extent what the Astros did, so, you know... It's not really a surprise that they didn't get much because all things considered, the Astros didn't get too harsh of a penalty for what they did. So to think that the Red Sox were going to get anything more major or more more harsh or anything really harsh even would have been naive. So I'm not too surprised that it wasn't too big of a penalty. Um, and 
ready to just put put this back, put this behind baseball, forget about it. Uh, not not necessarily forget about it, but learn from it and and not have this happen again. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I'm okay with this punishment, but that doesn't mean I agree with what either team did. I'm okay with the punishment because the Astros got absolutely nothing. I have a problem with what the Astros got. Um, so that's the difference there. If you're going to punish the Astros for basically nothing, you can't give the Red Sox anything. That being said, I don't think Major League – I don't know what Major League Baseball is doing with their investigations because to me – if you can determine that Alex Cora was the driving force behind the operation in Houston, that guy wins a World Series in 2017, leaves, and goes to Boston. You don't think he brings that with him to the Red Sox? I mean, you'd be out of your mind. And I think this whole scandal just tells us that Major League Baseball, you know, is basically fine with the whole cheating thing because they don't really punish them that much. I agree with what both you guys said. Um, like, like you guys said, the Astros didn't get that much of a – huge punishment so what makes us think that the red sox are going to get anything substantial when apparently it wasn't as bad that's what they're saying i really don't trust rob manford whatsoever to do anything so i don't know if that's true but yeah the replay guy got a year suspension and he's never allowed to serve in a replay room ever again okay that's fair loss of a second round draft pick that's nothing yeah as you guys know the mlb draft is just very hit or miss and Alex Cora, his suspension is from the Astros, so that really doesn't do anything. So, yeah, the Red Sox didn't get punished that much, but I guess that's what was to be expected after the Astros did a lot, and they didn't. I don't think their punishment was nearly enough. Yeah. Yeah, as you guys said, the uh, punishment was really kind of centered around Alex Cora just because you can't really punish the Red Sox for really hiring Alex Cora. Obviously, they didn't know about what he did in Houston, which was something they'd find out later on. But, um, yeah, Alex Corey got suspended uh, from the MLB. Whether he does come back, I don't think he will. But, um, yeah, Boston didn't really get too much overall. I mean, the second-round pick, pretty much all they got. And as Gabe said, the draft in the MLB, it's always hit or miss. And there's so many rounds that a second-round draft pick at the end of the day, it's not going to kill a franchise. But overall, when you take a look at this whole sign-stealing scandal and their punishments, the Astros didn't get too much uh, of a penalty, which – I don't agree with, but the Red Sox, I think they got the nail right on the head there. And I'm just, I'm just glad these, like this whole thing, like this whole drama with the MLB, it's finally over. Or at least we think it's finally over. Well, here's the question. This is my question. So when you suspend, say there's a brawl or something in Major League Baseball, and you know a pitcher and batter are the main perpetrators here, and you know a batter maybe gets five games and a starting pitcher would get more than that just because – you know, he only plays every five days, right? If you know that Cora, if Hinch uh, and the GM in Houston each get one year, correct? Um, so they're done for this season. Cora did more than either of those guys. He was, you know, he helped create this entire plan. This season, by the time they concluded their investigation, is already, you know, halfway over. You know, when we're playing baseball, it's only going to be 80 to 100 games. So why not increase Cora's punishment after what he did was more severe? He's already – half of his suspension is pretty much already served. So that's one thing I think Major League Baseball could have done different is maybe given Cora two years because his one year is already halfway over. Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. Cora was the main guy around this. So from, what, from what the reports are saying, again, they're – the reports. So yeah, I think Cora could have gotten more. He got nothing from the Red Sox because his year suspension was from the Astros investigation. So 
they investigated the Red Sox and found that he did, I guess, nothing wrong. Is that what they found? Because there's no tact on suspension. Yeah, they shouldn't have even fired him. You know what I mean? Like, if I feel like if they if, if the Red Sox knew this is what was going to happen, why would they don't even have any reason to fire him? Because nothing of what he did with the Red Sox, according to Major League Baseball, had that much um, to do with their 2018 World Series title. Might as well keep the guy. Yeah, well, I guess it was just more of probably like a principal thing. Like, you got caught up in this. We don't want that associated with our organization. Kind of like a uh, try to rid themselves of it. But, yeah, I mean, I totally get your point. Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, it doesn't really matter how much, how many years Alex Cora got. Just because when this year ends, who can you really see hiring that guy, that guy back with who already has such a dirty reputation around the MLB, who cheated to win not one but two World Series championships with two different teams, and screwing over three different franchises in the Astros, Red Sox, and Mets in terms of managerial searches. Who's going to bring that guy back into an organization? So, I mean, you can argue that he deserves more than one year suspension, which he definitely does. But when it comes down to it, once it's over, I don't really see this guy going back into the same job he had before. Yeah, MLB should stay away from him from now on. I, I think he's proved that he does not belong in baseball. He's not he's not banned for life from baseball, but effectively he is because, like you said, Logan, nobody's going to want this guy. No, th- like bringing him in is just a black a big stain on your organization, and nobody's going to want that. Nobody's going to take the chance of hiring him. It's just not worth it. Just yeah, Pete Rose is banned from baseball, and Alex Cora isn't. Pete Rose put him in the Hall of Fame already. Well, I mean, it's it's just totally different the way baseball used to do things you look at the black Sox scandal and you know all those guys who were involved with that were banned from the sport for throwing the game these are guys who also you know although they altered the game to benefit themselves they completely altered baseball history and what do they get the players got absolutely nothing so i mean i think it's just a change in the times but something I think this is a missed opportunity for Major League Baseball yeah. to make a statement because all they told their players was, hey, you can cheat and we're not going to do anything to you. It's going to be your manager who's going to take the fall. Yeah, and you look at that Black Sox scandal too. Like That actually went to, to court, and the court ruled that there was no evidence to say that the Black Sox actually threw the game. They accepted money, but there was no evidence that they actually threw the game. And even though the court ruled in their favor – they were still banned from baseball. So here there's evidence that the Astros cheated, not necessarily to lose. I mean, obviously not to lose. They cheated to win. But, you know, it's just a different time, and the players got nothing. Whereas when the players were proven that they did, like, it was proven in court they did not intentionally lose, they got suspended from baseball for life. I, I think like what comes down to all this is that Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. No oh, doubt. it's so long overdue. It's so just ridiculous. The guy, yes, did he bet on baseball? Yeah, but he bet it on his team to win. Like, come on. I know you're not supposed to do it, but after all this crap with the Astros and the Red Sox, and I, even before that, he's paid his dues. He's the greatest hitter of all time. He has over 4,000 hits. Like, come on. There are a lot of guys who haven't been banned for baseball who've done much more. You look at yeah. all these steroid errors who broke timeless records, you know, that 
just you know, you know Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron, those home run records, Roger Maris' single season record, all those were destroyed by steroids, and those guys aren't banned from the sport. You know, Pete Rose did it the right way. It's the all-time hit record, one of the most impressive records in baseball history, and that guy can't be involved with baseball at all. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I'm in favor of Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. I think a lot of people are. I think it's overdue, but at this point, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, if it if it was ever a time that it was going to happen, it would have been when that whole Astros thing was going on, and now it's kind of like wrapped up. Seems like they put a bow on it, and I just don't think that he's going to get another chance. The Astros cheated. The players didn't get anything. That was the time for Pete Rose to get in. He didn't, and I don't. I don't see anything changing. And, I mean, when you look at the steroid guys, technically they're not banned from baseball, but the writers seem to be leaving them out. It doesn't seem like Barry Bonds is going to get in. It doesn't seem like Roger Clemens is going to get in. They're going to need a big jump in the last couple years if they're going to get in. But it doesn't seem like it. So even though they're not technically banned, the writers are kind of leaving them out. Part of what hurts Pete is that he hasn't really changed his lifestyle. You know, he still lives in Vegas and, you know, is doing things that maybe Major League Baseball doesn't necessarily condone. I think it'd be different if this was a guy who, you know, showed that he was on the right path or, you know, he was leading a, a better, more pure life just because of all the mistakes he made in the past. Uh, but he hasn't really taken a high road. And don't get me wrong, I'm total favor of Pete Rose being in the Baseball Hall of Fame because I believe that he belongs there. Um but I think he could do some more things to help better his own case, too. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. I just don't I don't see him getting in anymore. Yeah, I mean, this right. is off subject, but the Phillies have their wall of fame, and they induct someone every year. And Pete Rose was supposed to be the Phillies inductee, I think it was two or three years ago. And me and my dad had gotten tickets to go to the game, and um, – they were going to induct him. And then like a few weeks before it came out that he was messing around with some underage girl in the seventies and stuff. And then they totally nixed that. It's just, you know, he made so many mistakes and that he doesn't really change his way of life. And that it's just, it makes it tougher for, I think major league baseball to justify him being back into the sport. All right. And with that, we'll move on to our next segment of the, of the program for today. And that is ESPN. Um, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but there are rumors about potentially broadcasting the Korean Baseball League uh, on their channels just to give the fans some uh, some sort of baseball to watch without the MLB right now. Obviously, they have the uh, MLB The Show Players League, which is almost done. They're almost in the playoffs already. So that's going to be finishing up soon. So this is just ESPN just trying to figure out some way to give fans across the country to enjoy some baseball. Gabe, you're the one that brought this segment segment up. What do you think about these rumors here? I think it's great for the time being because I know it's not it's not going to be the MLB, but bringing baseball to the ESPN athletes, I, I don't think it can hurt at all. People want baseball right now. It's not going to be the same, but until we're ready as a country to have sports and for the MLB to resume, why not broadcast games from South Korea? Why not broadcast their games? I don't see a downside to it. Do you guys see any downside to it? I, I don't think the ratings are going to be bad. I don't see I, it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see a downside. I don't see a downside, but, you know, I I know personally I'm probably not going to watch it. Just not because I don't want to. It's just it doesn't really pique my interest. Like, if I'm going to watch baseball, I want to watch the guys I know, the guys, you know, I love to watch. And 
maybe I'll tune in every now and again, but um, I, I don't know. It's just like it's a it's good if there's nothing else on, which there is nothing else on. There's nothing else to do. It's just I don't. It it doesn't interest me as much as it would usually. So, yeah, I'm not gonna sit there every night and watch the South Korean baseball league, but. I feel like it's something that I don't know. I'd play. I'd watch a little bit of a game. Like I said, it's not like a great thing. I don't think the ratings going to be off the charts, but I don't think there's any really downside to it. I, I think just to hold the over for the time being. I yeah. think it's. I think it's fine. They just need to. They need to release more of the Last Dance. If they uh, if they release oh. a new episode like every day instead of two oh, a week. That is fantastic. Oh, so fun. The the worst part about that is though, if you think about it, <laughs> there was supposed to be an episode or two episodes released every night in between days where the finals were played. So just think about how awesome that would have been. Like game one of the finals, then the next day, first episode of the last dance. Game two, next day, last dance. Like that would have been so awesome, but but that that's off topic. I'm on all the episodes right now. <laughs> no, I think this is great for Major League Baseball. Not Major League Baseball, but for baseball fans everywhere. And I say that because I didn't think – Baseball had, you know, this much power over what ESPN, you know, puts on their network. ESPN is a basketball and football network. Their talk shows, even if it's in baseball season, have to do with the NFL and the NBA. They don't like putting baseball on their network. And that's not because they dislike baseball. It's because the fans don't watch it as much. There's a larger audience for football and basketball. But this tells me that make. ESPN wouldn't even look into this if unless they thought they could make money off of it. So this tells me that, you know, there's they think there's enough of a market for baseball viewership out there to pursue this. So I think it's great and it shows that, you know, Major League Baseball fans miss Major League Baseball. And I think that's that's good for the sport because going into this, other than people who like baseball, I didn't think that too many people would miss it that much. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like you think if there was like the Chinese Basketball League or the KBO, which one would they pick? They'd probably pick the Chinese Basketball League, but but it is cool to see baseball getting the exposure. But I think it's really just because America and and the world misses sports, and so I mean it's great for baseball, it's great for the sport, and I'm sure MLB can use it as a way to maybe draw some new fans. Like they're gonna say, oh yeah, that's right. I didn't realize how much I liked watching baseball. Maybe baseball gets a few new fans, but I, I think it's just kind of like a, a, a placeholder until sports get back, really. When it comes down to it, people are just tired of watching uh, games from the 80s and the 90s. They're just tired of watching games in the past. People want live sports. They've gone over a month without it. And this is ESPN just finding a way to bring live sports to fans who just miss the thrill of watching live sports and don't know the result of the game. And Korean baseball, I mean, it's supposed to start, I think, next week. But people know that they should be getting baseball around this time. And we're, we should already be through a month of base of uh, the MLB. And this is just a way for fans to just get some more baseball, get some more live sports until the um, MLB and all these other sports eventually come back. It does feel really weird not, not having, like, the MLB at-bat notifications every night of like the scores to to the games and and the highlight plays that happen every night and it's weird not getting the MLB the show roster updates of everybody's doing well and poorly and their overalls adjusting like everything just without baseball it's weird it doesn't feel right like i feel like 
I should be able to, to turn on the TV every day and, and watch a game. But sadly, like, this is just kind of becoming the new norm in a way. Like, at first it really sucked, and now it's just, like, I've, I've kind of accepted it and, like, am used to just not having sports, really. It well, sucks. I don't know if you guys saw Jeff Passan had the update today saying that, you know, it was pretty likely that baseball was coming back and it would probably be an 80- to 100-game season. Um, but – 180 to 100 games, I think, would be great for the sport. I mean, that's just a full-out sprint um, to the end of the season. I think that would make for a lot of exciting uh, races, divisional, wild card. And being the first sport back, I think, would be great for Major League Baseball. Yeah. You look at the NBA, they, they were talking about reopening teams' practice facilities. And even they got some backlash for that. So I don't know that any sport is really going to come back. And baseball has the chance to be the first. And I think that is good, really good for Major League Baseball, similar to the way that the KBO on ESPN would be good. You know, it's just people, like, there's nothing else to watch, and then you realize, oh, yeah, I forgot how much I loved baseball, new fans. So I, it definitely cannot hurt being the first sport back, unless Absolutely for not. some reason there's, like, a huge coronavirus outbreak within the league, and that, that might suck, but that's probably unlikely if they decide to come back. Sure, they'll have their their bases covered. I think the big thing. Um, I I don't think that they um, that baseball would end up beating basketball just because like they they were still in the middle of spring training. So if they were to come back into the games, they'd still have to play a couple like practice games, spring training games, just so players can finish. Like you know, they still have to warm up. They still have to get ready for the season like they were doing back in March, which feels like a long time ago right now. The NBA all it really takes is a couple weeks of practice. I mean, they were just in the middle of the season. They were they were some teams were in the middle of playoff pushes. So I mean, it's easier for basketball to come back sooner when they uh, eventually decide to do so than baseball. I feel like the NBA might just have one more week of the regular season and just jump right into the playoffs. Because at this point, the NBA is running out of time. I mean, you can't have a finals, the NBA finals, in like, I don't know, August, September. The new season's supposed to start, I think, October. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The NBA could resume and just jump right into postseason play, which would be great for them. Yeah, and I think the NHL and the NBA are probably going to do the same or similar things. Um, whereas, like... They, both seasons were starting to wrap up when this whole thing broke out. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about it, if they go about it even. you know, It's not a guarantee that any sport will come back, especially those two. So it's, I guess we'll just, we just have to wait and see really at this point. All right, and with that, we're going to move on to our final segment of the day, which as always is going to be our Mount Rushmore of the week. This is our third edition, and we are going in the order of who won last week's polls, which was mascots. And Ben ended up taking the dub in that one. That's his first. He ended up beating Zach by a total of 4% for first place. And then me and Gabe had our own little battle for last place, which uh, Gabe beat me by 3%. So I came last for the second straight week in a row for this Mount Rushmore. So um, this week we're doing GOATs. We're doing uh, greatest players of all time to in, in all sports. So this is going to be an interesting list. we got some great names. Gonna We got 16 really great names that are going to appear on these lists. So without a, with a, um, no delay, Ben, you're on the clock. Oh, Ben, before you start, I just want to, for our new listeners, I just want to say, we do not repeat the same players. So if we have totally doubt, that is why. We do not repeat players. We try to make it interesting. Just want to throw that out there. All right. Well, my first pick, I feel like I got to take the GOAT. 
right? And with all this last dance going on, a lot of popularity here. So uh, even more than normal, I'm going to take MJ, Michael Jordan, number one. All right. All right. All right. All right. So that's an MJ. Okay. So is this like greatest athlete as in like pure athlete or greatest at their sport? Because that, that affects my answer. Just goats. Just, it's, it's just goats. Okay. I'd say greatest at their sport, right? Yeah, like, greatest you could have some dude who's a freak athlete, but he's kind of a crummy basketball player or something. Yeah, because yeah. I was... I guess it's, it's just going to come down to whatever the um, people on Twitter think. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, well then, um, if we're going to go greatest at their sport, I'm going to take... Someone who's undisputed, you know. There's a LeBron MJ debate, um, but I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Michael Phelps. Oh, no doubt. Wow, that's a good one. Greatest swimmer of all time. He's got how many records? How many gold medals? He's he's. You cannot say that there's a better swimmer in the history of swimming than Michael Phelps. So. At number two. That's a nice tech. I like that. that. Was, I, was, I was not thinking Michael Phelps. I thought you were going to go in a totally different direction. I thought you were going to go in the direction that I'm about to go in. As much as I hate to say it, my pick, the GOAT, Tom Brady. All right. The greatest football player. As much as it hurts me to say this, the Jets fan, the greatest football player of all time. Ring after ring after ring. Now he'll, he has a good chance to win another one this year with Tampa Bay with all the weapons that they surrounded him with. He's just the greatest quarterback of all time, greatest football player of all time. Hard to say it, but Tom Brady. Yeah. All right, Tom Brady off the board at number three. So I back-to-back four and five. Um, for my fourth pick, I only had a couple names for this one particular sport, so my thinking is just get one out of the way. And with him still being there, I'm going to go um, I'm gonna go Wayne Gretzky here at number four. Got to get the hockey goat out of the way. I mean, I only had two hockey guys on my list. I only had Gretzky and Ovechkin. So I had to get one of them out of of the way. So um, Wayne Gretzky going to be my number four pick. And number five, this might be a reach, but I'm going to go LeBron James. All right, I like it. That's not a reach. I'm going to go with the common goat here um, in LBJ. I mean, second, fans in Twitter might have a different reaction to it so we'll see how it goes but i'm, ta- I'm taking chances here all right so i was that's a good that's a good one I, I i can't argue with that i think he's the second best player second best, second best basketball player ever so okay this one i have to think about because i originally had michael jordan as my number one and brady is my number two but then so my thunder so my number two i'm gonna go with muhammad ali i don't know when i think that's when i think greatness and goat Muhammad Ali just passed into my mind. Obviously, he's way before our time, but it's Muhammad Ali. I don't need to go wrong there. All right. Uh, I'm really surprised that this guy is still on the board, considering we are a baseball show. With my number two pick, I'm going with Hank Aaron. He's not even, in my opinion, he's not even the best baseball player of all time, in my opinion, Zach. Ooh. Don't worry, I'll get there. Third all-time I, I in had, hits. I had a couple on the list. Third all-time in hits. Second in home runs and uh, first in RBIs. Almost 4,000 hits, over 750 home runs, and almost 2,300 RBIs. A career average of 305. I I can't go against him. I mean, he was he could do it all. And I I wish I could have got to see him play. Obviously, way before our time. But he's someone that was just such a great hitter all around. 
that I, I can't go against him. I'm going to take another baseball pick. I'm going to go with Babe Ruth. Uh, All-around all great baseball player, great pitcher. Uh, kind of popularized the home run. The home runs weren't really a thing until the Babes started clubbing them left and right. Um, and then my second pick, this is another guy who I think is a goat, and uh, you can't really dispute it. I'm going to go Mariano Rivera. I mm. think he's, he's the best closer of all time, and you can't right. really make it too strong of a case for – Anyone else? Great pick. He was at the top of my list for baseball. That's a, that was a great pick. And he was just unanimous, unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame. So you really can't argue. No, that's a that's a great pick. So um, this is this is tough because if you want to look at, at basketball, it's like two different eras. You want to look at, at football, there's – all right. Uh all right, number three, I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. Oh, you stole my. Uh, In his prime, there was nobody uh, better. And I know he's fallen off towards the end of his career, but Tiger Woods. Uh, when you think of golf, you think of Tiger Woods. I know there's a lot. There's Phil Mickelson. There's so many better golfers than him right now. But in his prime, there was nobody better. Tiger Woods is the face of golf. Now, past, forever. Even when he gets in a tournament today, it's still big news. Tiger Woods is my number three. That was a great pick, Zach. Great pick. Tiger Woods. I agree. Appreciate it. I watched golf for Tiger Woods. That's why I watch golf. Just something else, something's different about Tiger Woods on Sunday, wearing red, winning another major. But all right. I'll go with my baseball pick now, which you guys might disagree with. But, hey, again, way before our time, Willie Mays, Hall of Famer. 12-time Gold Glove, two-time MVP, 24-time All-Star, Willie Mays. 24-time All-Star. I think he's the greatest baseball player of all time. Great fielder, great hitter. 660 home runs, 1,900 RBIs, 302 lifetime batting average, 941 OPS. He is great. 156.2 all-time war. I think he's the best all-around baseball player, and he is number three on my list. That's a good pick. And um, my back-to-back, this is this is tough, not because I don't have anyone left on my list. It's because I have too many on my list. You might take one of mine, Logan. I'm worried. So it's, a, it's about picking the two guys that um, just like out of the 20 that I have. And I think I'm going to go two baseball here. Oh, you're not going to take mine. I'm going to go two baseball. Um, my first one's going to be kind of a different angle, but I'm going to go Ichiro. Oh, not, okay. Logan. Not, not only the not think, let, let me um, – I want to hear this. Yeah, answer. I want to hear this. All right. Over in the states, he's he's got over three thousand hits. He was an MVP in his rookie year, but in Japan, he is probably one of the greatest Japanese baseball players of all time. Logan so he's not only great. He's not only great in the U.S., but he's great in Japan. So yes. that is my thing with Ichiro. I like that pick. I do. And I, I think I, I don't think I'm gonna take um. I changed my mind about two baseball. I'm going to go with um, just the one. But um, for my uh, second second player, I'm going to go with Jerry Rice. Oh, you saw mine. I hate you. <laughs> Probably the um, all-time greatest wide receiver in the oh. NFL. I'll let you know the um, other baseball player I was thinking of was Ken Griffey Jr. But um, ah, good one. 
I, I, I have to go Jerry Rice here. All-time great wide receiver. Played so long in the NFL. In, like, one of his last years in the league, he was, like, a top receiver on the Oakland Raiders Super Bowl team. And uh, he was he was the main guy offensively for the San Francisco 49ers for so many years. So, yeah, I'm going to go Jerry Rice here with my last pick. Oh, Logan, you just left me stumped. Absolutely stumped. It's all right, though. So I'm going to go with the guy who dominated the game of football, completely dominated the game of football a long time ago, Jim Brown. He was dominant during his time. He only played for how long? Two, four, I think eight seasons. He was an all-pro in Pro Bowl for every season except for one. He led the league in rushing for every season except for one. When you look at his, what his pro football reference, there's a lot of bold in, There's a lot of bold on there. Because he led the league in so many different categories during his time. So he had seasons with 17 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns. He, he straight up dominated the league, and he's one of the best running backs of all time. He's greatness, three-time MVP, Hall of Famer, eight-time All-Pro, one-time NFL champ. He's before, this is before the Super Bowl, guys. There you go, Jim Brown. Okay. I like it. I respect it. I, I, I was thinking about him before I, like, really thought into the NFL, but he was, like, the first guy that popped I'm kind of surprised that she is still on the board at my pick. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh. The GOAT of women's tennis, yep, yep. Serena go Williams. Unreal. You think of, I mean, when I think of tennis, I said it with golf. When I think of golf, I think of Tiger Woods. When I think of tennis, I think of Serena Williams. And that's saying something, because usually when I think of a sport, the first thing that pops into my mind is a male athlete. But Serena Williams, uh, let me just read you the 73 career titles, 23 Grand Slam singles titles, 7 Australian Three French, seven Wimbledon, six U.S. Open. She's won almost a hundred million dollars in prize money. Like, she, she's just she's a boss. She's a she's a beast. She's a baller. She is tennis. Serena Williams is tennis, and uh, she is the undisputed goat of women's tennis, and possibly the goat of all tennis. So, that's that's my number four pick, Serena really good- Williams. You had a lot of good picks, man. Outside of like major headline sports, you had a quite a few that you nailed there. Exactly. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm gonna wrap up mine with. Um, there are so many great pitchers in Major League Baseball history, so it's kind of tough to make a strong case for any of them. Uh, but I'm gonna take Nolan Ryan. This guy did over right. 27 years, which is just incredible, uh, and he was able to post a career ERA of. 3.19 uh the amount of no hitters he threw is just insane um it's very rare to see a guy pitch that long in his career and he was a power pitcher too generally power pitchers don't last all that long but nolan ryan was a bulldog he'd fight you on the mound anywhere you want um so i'm gonna take nolan ryan with my fourth pick of my goat mount rushmore that's a good one i want to know this I is gonna be know. interesting pull i'll say that logan you're coming in last for the each row pick no one's gonna get that <laughs> You're coming to last for that. Stop. The thing is, he had, such a, he had an amazing impact on just, like, all baseball players. Like, when they went back to, to, to Japan for his final game, the that amount of respect he got from everyone there in the Japanese crowd, he hadn't played there in over 20 years, and everyone still was, like, really cheering for Ichiro. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a goat in two different countries. Yeah, I don't disagree. That's with all you, I can say. If, no we, were, gonna, if we were a Japanese... Like Ichiro, nope. 
Gotta we, build up that Japanese fan base. If we were a Japanese-based yeah, podcast, Logan would win this vote with 100%. Well, a, a big surprise is that um, I, I'm not sure if I'm like, missing this, but Mike Trout didn't get picked. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, how close were you guys to putting Mike Trout on your list? Like, I... When I, I was thinking about it, but I just wasn't wasn't quite there yet, just because he doesn't have the cumulative stats quite yeah. yet. But how did you guys like think about him or anything? I was close. I would have. I was thinking about taking it with my fourth pick. The only reason I didn't was because I felt that he was too, like you said, he didn't have the long career. Just because he's in the middle of his career, um, he didn't have the long stats. But when it's all said and done, he's gonna be a goat. Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be number one, undisputed. Um, but I was more basketball players picked behind. I think it's because the main debate is Jordan, LeBron, like Kareem, Magic, none of those guys. Yeah, I think something that I had trouble with. Brady, the goat in football, but who would you like? Who's even second for that in that conversation? I feel like there's a number of guys that you can debate. I think it's. I think Logan took with Jerry Rice. I was considering a couple of guys. Peyton Manning was up there for sure. I, I had right from Jim Browner. There's so many guys at so many different positions that you can make an argument for. It's not like in basketball when there's just LeBron and MJ. Yeah. Or baseball when there's, you know, you have Ruth, you got Hank Aaron. In football, it's like you could take, you could argue about like 20 different guys. Yeah, football kind of has the baseball problem with like the different positions. How do you quantify each one and like stack it up to each other? So I, I think... uh like Barry Sanders didn't get mentioned, um, you know, but it's just so hard in football to compare, especially offense versus defense. Like quarterback is usually heralded as the GOAT, but where do you say like, okay, is Barry Sanders better than Joe Montana? Is Jerry Rice better than Dan Marino? Like where do you draw the line between greatest quarterback to greatest wide receiver? So I, I thought about taking Barry Sanders. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of people who got left off these lists, but it's just because of sheer we don't we don't have enough spots, you know. I think for football, the only other guy you can make like a legit argument for on defense is LT. Yeah, just because of the impact he had on the Giants, and he yep. was like one of the best defensive players of all time. But I think it just comes down to stats. Like Jerry Rice, he is a, a leader for receiving yards, touchdowns by a long shot. So I think like that's clear. Like he's the best receiver, and it's not even close. Like Randy Moss, you can say a second, but it's a long yeah. separation from first to second. I was thinking, I, think next, I was thinking oh, of Bo Jackson, but he for me he's like the goat athlete. When you think yeah. of athlete, you think of Bo Jackson, but he yeah. wasn't he wasn't a goat at like either of the sports he played. Like he was a great player. But he wasn't the the greatest running back to ever live. But athlete, greatest athlete of all time is no doubt Bo Jackson. That's why I asked that question at the beginning. Because if it was just greatest athlete, then Bo Jackson was easy number one. Who's, who's a bigger goat, him or um, Dion? Dion was probably a better football player. You could argue he's one of the best corners ever. But maybe he wasn't as good at baseball as Bo Jackson was. Mm, I'd probably say Bo it's Jackson. I think it's obviously Dion, just because he's a Hall of Famer at one of those sports. Yeah, I mean Bo Jackson. He was a one-time Pro Bowl or one-time All Star for the MLB, but he was never a Hall of Famer. I mean, if he didn't get hurt in the NFL, you would never know what he could have been. But for right now, obviously, it's going to be Dion. Yeah, Dion Sanders is us. He's probably the best corner of all time. So in football, so I think Dion Sanders would take that. 
I just love Bo Jackson. The video of him snapping the bat over his head and his his catch where he like runs up the wall. But it's interesting when I think of Bo Jackson. Maybe it's just because I like baseball more. I think of his baseball highlights as yeah. opposed to his football highlights. Just be I don't I don't know. I think of his days on the Royals more more than anything else really. Yeah, running up the walls in the outfield and stuff. He was just a freak of nature. It's another guy I wish yeah, I, I think got to see play. What? No, that, he's another guy I wish I would have got to see play. Yeah, me too. I think for next week, guys, we got to put in our Twitter poll. Greatest coaches of all time. Oh, that, that's, that'll be interesting. That, that'll be an interesting one. I'm already thinking about it a little bit. I think that's one of the options we have to put in our poll this week on Twitter. And of course, you guys know Go Vote at Ducks on the Pond Twitter. So see what you guys want us to talk about. But I think before we go, Logan, I think we should mention that small thing, Yasiel being in the Giants, talking about a little deal, can't make it official because of the MLB's on, like, freeze right now. But, again, Giants stink, so it doesn't make me anything. But I think he's the biggest free agent still available, so I think it's not worth it mention. Yeah. The Giants, yeah, getting, so Giants getting Yasiel Puig is, like, when you go to a restaurant and you order a sweet tea, but they all they have is unsweet tea – so that you still take that, and then you put the sugar in the tea, and it's just still not as good. That's that's kind of like what the Giants like. You make it a little bit better, but it's just still not good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a good player. He's coming off a good year, but like, the Giants are terrible. So yeah, really doesn't really mean much. Well, I guess it's he's the best free agent available. So I mean, it's kind of noteworthy. Yeah, it's something. If not with a good team, it would have been better, but oh well. At least he's playing now. He's yeah. always he's always fun to watch. You never know what's going to happen when he steps on the field. Oh, yeah. Of course it's unofficial because no official signings can take place right now because MLB yeah. put in a rule that you can, they can't do anything right now. But It would be yeah, awesome I, to I, just see people making trades, like just board GMs just making crazy trades right now just just for some news, some highlights. Brody, Brody Van Wagen is trying to find ways to screw the Mets over now. <laughs> Which prospects should he trade now for, for, for uh, aging stars? Yeah, but it would be fun at least if they did that. Just see like, just see like Mike Trout get dealt, just because why not at this point? Like, see Bryce Harper get dealt. It would be fun. Oh yeah, he's something to talk about for sure. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, that's gonna do it here for uh, this edition of Mount Rushmore and this edition of Ducks in the Pond. As always, we'll put the results of this week's Mount Rushmore on our Twitter at Ducks in the Pond, and we'll have a poll out for next week on what you guys want to see next. Obviously, Gabe mentioned coaches. We can do guys who fell off uh, that we talked about before. We'll have a couple options on there. But as for now, that's going to wrap up this episode of Ducks in the Pond. Thank you guys for listening, and have a great day.